and the Academy Award. For best picture. <laughs> La La Land. It's my family, Maman, Papa, Jeff. Hommage, vous adore. Matt Pluff, you kicked this off. And Damien Chazelle, we're standing on your shoulders. We lost, by the way, but, you know. Guys, guys, I'm sorry. No, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won best picture. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Holy moly, holy crap, what in good, ho- what just, what just. <laughs> that gum you Bruce what, Valanche. What, God. Just, what just happened? <laughs> the, what? One of his in classic singers. <laughs> Valanche, you've done it again. You've done it again. <laughs> you old so-and-so. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Um, hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our annual Mad About Movies Oscars Rants and Raves postgame show. The one-stop shop for all your rants and raves come Oscars <laughs> post-game time. That's really the only endorsement I can give it. Uh, we do this every year. We just watched the Oscars, literally ended seven minutes ago, and we are live here to break it down and give our initial thoughts and discuss all the good and bad from this year's Oscars. And uh, holy moly, this is unlike any other year. Maybe the most crazy <laughs> Oscar moment in history of the Oscars happened Seven minutes ago, like I said, and um, we're still kind of reacting to that. Twitter is, I'm sure, just the one-stop shop for some great uh, one-liners and memes going around right now. But um, <laughs> there is, so I'm missing out on that. So I'm a little disappointed on that. But um, man, what a uh, night! What a night! Holy cow! For uh, a lot of different reasons, but uh, I guess we can we can uh, start it off by just kind of reacting to what just happened. Uh, there's no mm. use in waiting an hour to talk about that. Um, so they read the wrong Best Picture winner, basically. Uh, the Warren Beatty, in his defense, Warren Beatty got the wrong envelope, or they had double envelopes of the uh, Best Actor or a Best Actress winner. Emma Stone, they had another sealed envelope with her name in it for some reason, or did they give him the bad night of the you work at the envelope? El- Got the Hollywood Boulevard Kinkos. It is a bad <laughs> night for you, Mon Frere, because yeah. yeah, I think they doubled. I think they accidentally printed or repackaged the Emma Stone. Well, a lot of times they how? bring those back. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt, but how do you not check the envelope before you give it to the person to go out there? Yeah. Like uh, Creed, Bra- Creed Bratton was in charge check. of that. He hasn't been doing his job. Quality for a assurance. Years, so. Quality Ashwitz. <laughs> quality assurance yeah. was not. Quarry. Quarry. Quality yeah. something. Um, it was not up to par, but how do you not, I mean, with, we're post Steve Harvey guys, like we've, we've been through this before. (laughs) How do you not, you know, fail proof this entire, uh, scenario, the Oscar best picture. I mean, it's not any award. I mean, this is the, the award of the night. And, um, how do you mess that up? It's pretty shocking, but in Warren Beatty's defense, 
he played it off pretty American Treasure like. I will give his give him that. Uh, the so fact did, that uh, he so the fact that he didn't read it right away because he kind of knew that it was it said Emma Stone and she wasn't the director or producer, so he was like, "Wait, what?" You know, and he kind of played it off like he was waiting to read it, and then so Faye Dunaway grabbed the uh, envelope and read it, but then the villager. Yeah, <laughs> she read La La Land, and everyone's like, "Okay, great, cool." But then the orchestra starts playing La La Land like they had been queued up to play it. So that's what confused yeah. me. Like it's not like they started playing Moonlight because they were waiting on the queue. You know, uh, they started. Well, they playing... don't know. They have to play those cues, but no one knows except for the accountant. So they don't have those scores. Up. I would have thought. Play... I would have thought they would have the score queued up yeah. for Best Picture so for the because then it then it would leak because of the gambling. You can't have that. Well, no, no like, like I'm, I'm telling you, like, give it to them, like, right then, like, right when it's like when they, yeah. as they, like, the same same time you give them the envelope, you give them the yeah. cue, and you don't even have the title of the piece on there, and you could, and you could have just the music. You know what I mean? Like to to react that instantly for an orchestra to like cue up La La Land song, like in in tune and all that, like that that's some choreography in and of itself. Oh, yeah. But that's why it confused me because it was all like. That was the moment, and it all was so perfect, and everyone's on stage, and everyone's, and I mean, how does it get that far, and how does it happen like that? It's just very confusing, and it, it, I just don't, someone's getting fired. Someone get, has been yeah. fired in the past seven minutes, um, yeah. and um, I don't want to be that person, but how does that happen? And there has to be some kind of foolproof other than just they're writing it on the envelope. There has to be, it has to be on the prompter or something for some some way for them can't. not to get it wrong, you know? How can you get that wrong? That, that That's all right. They, I mean, they've had a good 89 years of getting it wrong, so <laughs> I'll give them this one. I mean, their system... Everyone I makes mean, mistakes. I mean... Yeah, you don't want it to leak. I mean, you can't have it anywhere. Oh, anywhere. I don't think it would leak, but how do you oh, give them the wrong in freaking heart, envelope? It would leak in a heart. I don't think it would, it would leak, leak so. if you had it on the prompter. Like, oh, how do you, absolutely. How do you... That would be on Twitter in five seconds. If you had one bad prompter guy, would be out. They can't. But the know. Ernst and Young's people, they'd freak. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm on Team Richard there. I think you can't, I don't know that you can put it on the prompter or anything like that, but you definitely have to get the envelopes, right? Like, yeah, you can't no, screw that yeah, up. Yeah, no That's, arguments there. I don't know. If you put it on the prompter and somebody tweets it, and then five seconds later they read it, it's like, what is five seconds going to do? Like, you know what I mean? I know, like, but, but I'm just then saying, you have, there's, you from a broadcast it. perspective, Rather than having a sealed envelope, which apparently nobody checks, that thing could have been sealed from for forty eight hours, and and it just said best picture on it, and they just carried it out there right onto the I'm stage sure to read it. Like I'm nobody sure. even looked at the, yeah. the freaking thing. They like, can't open. It. I mean, the whole the whole oh, accounting firm sealed. Oh, I know the the people with the briefcase with the handcuffed yeah. briefcase can look at it. <laughs> they know who won. You know that yeah. it's their job to make it make sure that the uh, awards get. To the rightful people you know like that's a huge fail on that entire scenario of we're keeping oh, oh. the awards under wraps where you know these have been sealed in in a, in a factory and haven't even touched the air <laughs> since we've no like it's just some dude in a kinko's like you said sealing the envelopes and he screwed up and somebody's getting fired like a lot of people are probably getting fired um i mean there's got to be a dozen checks and balances throughout the course of putting this whole thing together and somewhere somebody or multiple somebody's just screwed up we just straight up screwed up that's that's all there is to it um i i was at, yeah. I, I wanted to blame warren Beatty because i kind of hate warren Beatty, but it, it clearly was not his fault uh come the 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 explanation i think is 
was solid. So I don't think it's his fault. Just maybe if you don't, maybe maybe take a minute. I don't know. Like the clear, there's no, uh, there's I no movie. I think he wanted here. to. I, I think yeah, Dunaway I think Dunaway kind of egged him on. So he did. I think he probably would have walked off and been like, "Hey, is this uh, is this right?" Before he right. read yeah. it or something like, if he could have, you know. Um, maybe he just. But what was, a scene, maybe though. He, like, yeah. golly, because. I think I was probably seven, maybe seven seconds behind or something because I had gone back right before that on the DVR. And uh, I was tweeting. I was just listening to the speeches and wasn't really paying attention. And my wife was like, what's happening? What's going on in there? And then yeah. you look up. And as soon as you see that, I don't know about you guys, but as soon as, yeah. as, soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, they, they say he called the wrong name. Like something, something went wrong with it real fast. You immediately knew, oh, crap, they said the wrong movie. Yeah. It's supposed to be Moonlight. And it's so bad to, oh. for that to happen after two or three of the producers have given their speeches yeah. like oh, so in like they've worked their whole life for that moment and not to take anything away from them because they probably deserve just as much recognition as the moonlight people to give their, you know, for their voice to be heard or them to say thanks for at least the nomination. But for them to turn around and say, no moonlight, you actually won how they did. They were very gracious about it. And oh they, my gosh, they were like, yes. they were like happy. They're like, Oh, Thank God, you know, Moonlight is the best movie. Like they were like, yeah, seriously, come here, get like you deserve this award. You know, like right. that, that made it all kind of like smooth, kind of smoothed it over at the end. Yes, for how, how well they took it, they, they incredible job. Yeah, yeah, they could have been. I would have really thrown dense. the freaking Oscar at Warren Beatty. There's no question. It's like <laughs> that. Yeah, it was new the freeway MVP too, of that. Chuck it at him, yeah. Freeway MVP of Kimmel with the clutch Steve Harvey joke right away, yeah, kind of to defuse yeah. it. Uh, which no, you know, probably no one else has the guts to make in that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Beatty handled it well. Like it sounded like he was going to be real blowhard when he got up there, but then once he did, you're like, "Oh, I'm glad he did that now." Yeah. Now this kind of explains it. And then real MVP are those producers for handling it with complete grace and dignity. That's awesome. How, yeah. how- that was cool. <laughs> um, but I can't be upset about it because Moonlight freaking deserved Best Picture, and it was the best movie of the year. Like wasn't my favorite movie of the year but if i was voting i would have voted for moonlight as the best movie of the year it was it was incredible so um mm-hmm. the fact that it was that that one it's not like they're like hold, hold hold on guys hacksaw ridge was the winner hacksaw like that would have been like what you know everyone <laughs> when moonlight won everyone's just like okay like that that makes sense like uh you know it that's what i thought was going to win anyway i i up until they you know faye dunaway said la la land i thought it was going to be moonlight the whole, I thought that's how the night was kind of going. Um, mm-hmm. When Gosling didn't win and when it didn't win screenplay, when La La Land didn't win screenplay, I was like, okay, it's probably not its night for Best Picture. But um, it's good to see it get recognized in other categories, which we will talk about. But, man, as much drama as possible for the Best Picture category this year. It's not, they don't just read a name like they, like they used to, guys. It's got to be something. And it's kind of a shame, or not a shame, because this is going to be talked about, tweeted about for the next week. I mean, this is ratings gold for the Oscars for this. I mean, it's sad. Oh, guys, can we start now? Conspiracy theory talk. Was this, was this a <laughs> purposeful sabotage just to make uh, the Oscars relevant again? Well, I, I did see that could it. happen. They knew what happened with Steve Harvey. Uh, somebody, I, this per, I don't know that uh, he's an editor for on the daily beast. Uh, Robbie Swove tweeted, Ten minutes earlier, Matt Damon hands the wrong envelope to Warren Beatty in an effort to ruin Jimmy Kimmel's award show. <laughs> is a great, great bit. Gosh, that's a strong joke. Uh, so maybe that's what happened. Maybe Matt Damon finally got his revenge. That is true. That's funny. It's funny because 
the the night was going so well. I thought, you know, it, it was bound yeah. for something horrible was bound to happen. It, we couldn't get out of an Oscars for some kind of catastrophic, uh, you know, uh, I guess blooper to happen or something extremely cringy or you know that was going to blow up Twitter like uh like it did and and sure enough it did. <laughs> A couple of years ago it was like that selfie that Ellen took that kind of blew up everywhere and there's been kind of big memorable moments the past couple of years. This one had a, a lot at the hand of Jimmy Kimmel, but uh, the, none bigger than I'm sure the moment we will be hearing about the uh, the the envelope hashtag the envelope <laughs> yeah envelope gate. How much do you think that envelope is worth right now? Like, is it a, is it a <laughs> Sotheby's right now being auctioned off? The actual envelope that was revealed to be the uh, not the best picture winner. Um, wow, what a night it was! And Jimmy Kimmel, I gotta say, just host every year. I mean, he was so on top of. His uh his delivery he he seemed totally confident up there not you know not nervous not shaky at all with how big the Oscars was it really felt like he was just doing Jimmy Kimmel live with a ton of celebrities in the audience with how relaxed he was uh, it's probably because he was right across the street from where he uh, he always <laughs> works so that helps but um he really took control of it kind of made it his own I thought his monologue was funny and and kind of crossing with the Trump jokes and the celebrity jokes and the, you know, the movie jokes and everything like that. And then kind of having some poignant, you know, we all, we all are the same kind of people moments and, and really uh, was sincere at times too. And I thought that worked well when he was sincere, but I mean, he impressed me. I haven't been impressed over the past couple of years with all of these, a lot of these Oscar hosts. I think yeah. Seth MacFarlane was underwhelming. You know, we've, we've had the, 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 the NPH was underwhelming, and I love Neil Patrick Harris. And I, you know, the, the Franco Hathaway year, we try to forget about that. But that happens. <laughs> like, that was a reality. And I, I'm under the impression, like, Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin should host, or, you know, somebody that's a professional host, like Kimmel or uh, Jimmy Fallon or Conan O'Brien or somebody like that, who yeah. is, is around Valley, Jesse, Raphael. all the time and knows them. <laughs> right. Ellen was great, too. I, I, I'm down for Ellen. Yeah. Uh, every year too. Yeah, but, the the writing for Ellen's was terrible. It was just yeah, really, it was. they put her in a really bad spot. The I really night. wish uh, Chris Rock had done it this year, kind of post Trump becoming the president. Uh, yeah, it, Chappelle. They might. Let's go. Yeah, they might have pulled the trigger too early on Chris Rock, but um, I love love Rock, and I would be down for him doing it. But Kimmel gets my vote. I would I would like for him to do it next year. I'm sure it's a great promo for ABC and all that and their machine. So I'm sure they would be down for that, and this will probably egg on their, I guess, egg on their reason to keep them. If they'll say stuff like "This is the most tweeted about Oscars of all time" and all that stuff, you know, it was the most viewed monologue of all time and stuff like that. I'm I'm sure we'll hear those stats in the next couple of days. And he, he was smart too. I mean, he didn't try to do like a song and dance number. He just kind of had Timberlake come out and do Timberlake things. Kind of all this is like an opener. And uh, get the crowd really hyped and all that, like a like a used black. But he was he was good. I thought he he is the most likely to like. I don't think do it every year, but if Kimmel does it every five years, kind of like Billy Crystal for the next twenty five years, that's probably a good thought. I yeah, I thought he was really funny. The Damon bit is just so gold for something like that. Such overkill is the red carpet stuff. I don't. I want to try not to talk about it, but every year it seems to get worse and worse more cringy every year the people who, whom i like on the red carpet like strahan and robin they're all you know 
great people, gr- good at their job on Good Morning America and stuff, but they when they get on the red carpet, it's just like everybody's just trying to be friends with the celebrities and they don't really know them. And they end up asking the same questions like, what's it like to work with this director? Or what was it like to be this character? And it's it's an hour and a half of cringe and I hope it will go away. Like there's no moments anymore, at least there weren't this year, like the Sasha Baron Cohen throwing the ashes of the dictator on Ryan Seacrest and things like that. Like there's nothing ever happens on the red carpet anymore. And I'm yeah. tired of the, well, I'm tired of the hour and a half before the Oscars that that has happened. They they need to show something else. They need to show some kind of a recap of the year in movies or something like that before the Oscars, rather than just interviewing and getting nothing out of the people. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's just an excuse to look at the, the dresses and all that, but we get to do that during the show. But I feel like there's such such a better opportunity to do something cool with that time slot right before the Oscars than what they've done with it. It's it's really disappointing, and it seems to be getting worse every year. But I liked uh, the Timberlake opening. I did. I like. Yeah, I can't stop the feeling because it's a great song, and it wasn't going to win best song. And mm-hmm. uh, they really did kind of need to spotlight it for what a great song it is. And um, any other year, it probably would have swept best song, but La La Land came out, so didn't really have a chance and that was a cool way to do it and felt like the grammys right at the beginning or something that was funny and then cool and i liked how he handed it off to kimmel in a very awkward way and then timberlake is pretty gold in live scenarios he's proven to be and funny joke at some funny jokes at mel gibson's expense in the monologue yeah and good, hey, he good for him too. Science, for didn't he with say it. like Scientology? Scientology's actually yeah. cleaned you up or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only way you can do it is just kind of lean into the joke, man. And he he did a good job of that while also looking unhinged the entire night. So oh, that's that's just this. I know, but it's a getting creepier. He cleaned himself and, up though. He did have a gnarly beard and it was very scary for a while. His eyes looks like normal oh, normal Mel Gibson again. Hopefully, he's becoming normal Mel Gibson again. There's some funny jokes, like he said that 2016 was very odd because black people save NASA and white people save jazz. I thought that was funny. Um, I all the different sets that they had. I don't, I don't know how I felt. Did you notice how the set changed? Every single award was a completely yeah. different set. I don't know how I felt about that because it, it was very. My eyes could never really adjust to the show. Like I never really got settled in. You know, I felt like it was an. I was watching a different award show at every, after every commercial break. You know what I mean? I, it never yeah, really, it made it never feel a little felt, bit disjointed. Never, yeah. never felt familiar to me. It never felt like I was in the groove of the show and it was sitting there relaxing. Like it really did. I didn't know what what I was going to be looking at next. Whether it was going to be peacock feathers in the background, <laughs> or if it was going to be some Oscar sculpture, if it was going to be you know some stained glass something. It was very different and. I don't know why that maybe they had 20 ideas that they couldn't settle on. So it's like, let's just do all of them. But that must have mm-hmm. been a pain to switch out all those sets between every commercial break and every award. Yeah. That was it's overkill. It felt like overkill, you know, just get. A, yeah, it's get, funny how much they blue, spend money some on blue stuff. trees back there. Throw some lights on and just freaking say the awards. Why does it have to? I'm sorry. This is rants and raves, but why does it have to be this whole? Di- We're going to change sets after every award. There's going to be all these sparkly, you know, chandeliers, and I, I mean, seriously, just, just freaking say the awards and go up on stage and get the award. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm old school. Like, I'm my dad. Like, this whole award show could be done in 30 minutes. Like, I'm under that kind of like mentality about it. 
So the fact that they make this like five hours long or whatever it was tonight, it's just it's just overkill. And I've marked on my list like several things that can be cut and no one would care. And uh, the the set changing, I'm sure, had something to do with lengthening this show. And so I'm I'm all about making baseball games seven innings, if you know what I mean. So let's let's cut the let's cut the fat and let's get right to it. But uh, some of the presenters were funny. Kate McKinnon did a funny bit with Jason Bateman. And if you're yeah. uh, if if you're somebody who's a sketch comedian, you need a, somebody to play a straight guy. I guess Jason Bateman's the, the perfect person to play the straight guy if you're trying to do something funny. So that's a dream come true for her, probably to do that. <laughs> right. Um, there was a funny OJ joke with Kimmel. God. <laughs> And it didn't no. go over well, and cool. he said, yeah. and that's yeah. when I lost the audience, right? Right. He, Even Gibson was kind of like, dude, wave off. Wave off. <laughs> he don't, was like, don't make this but, joke. You could Kimmel, feel it coming. It's like, they're not going to laugh at Kimmel this. said like, something like, sorry to insult your beloved OJ. Like, everybody yeah, all of a sudden yeah. loves OJ. So to say anything <laughs> bad about OJ is this huge sin, you know? Uh, wow. Um, cool to see it win, though. The OJ documentary. Cool to see that win, best, best documentary. Mm-hmm. I didn't... Yeah. Uh, well deserved there. I didn't uh, think it was going to win. I didn't know how the Academy would embrace the seven hour running time or eight hour running time of it. Yeah. But cool nonetheless. And it opens the door to, of course, more long form 30 for 30 ESPN films, productions, and things like that. So that was cool as well. Any um, kind of general thoughts on the ceremony itself before I'm yeah, going back read to read over the awards? Back to the set change. It's really weird on the Oscars, like what they spend money on and what they don't. Because like I, you know, Kimmel only got fifteen thousand dollars for hosting. Um, yet they changed the the background every ten seconds. <laughs> you know, right. it's weird. It's weird. The the and they budget just throw it immediately into the dumpster. It's it's all yeah. in the dumpster right now in the back of yeah, the totally. Kodak Theater or totally. whatever. Dolby totally. Theater. Totally. Sorry. It is it is bizarre that they uh the the kind of the choices on budget on that thing. Uh, general thoughts, I thought, um, you know, I thought it was a really kind of a fun, you know, Kimmel did a good job of kind of balancing the Ellen vibe um, kind of with the Chris Rock vibe. So we're going to be, we're going to be uh, oh, societal, can't think of the word, late. Uh, we're going to be aware of things going on in society, um, but we're also going to have fun. This is going to be a party. We're going to have some laughs um, that are not you know, super critical of everything that's going on. And that's a really good vibe for that show. Um, you can't, you can't not touch on things. Um, that's why Ellen would have been like, and I'm not an Ellen hater, or anything, but Ellen would have been a really poor choice for this past year uh, with all the things going on. Um, the kind of tumult in the world. Uh, yeah. But, you know, but Kimmel's kind of that with a little bit of edge comes from that. I always say comes from radio. So he's not afraid to kind of take dig. And uh, the but but can kind of spurk him off in a way that's really endearing, and uh, I think he certainly did that. I thought, yeah, I thought in the last part portion on Kim before we start talking about the actual awards, I, yeah, I thought he was. It wasn't as good as his Emmys, mm-hmm. uh, but that Emmys was like you know such a home run that I mean I didn't expect it. That would be impossible to do that twice in a year. Um, so I thought it was I thought it was pretty solid. I'd give him a solid B plus to an A. What do you What about you guys? Yeah, I'm with you. Look, the we tend to overrate the job of the Oscar host or like what the Oscar host is supposed to do. 
really what, I mean, you're a delivery mechanism, get up there, tell a few jokes, try to keep everybody loose, do, you know, pick three bits, do your bits. And then we, we need to move on. And that's what Kimmel beyond his general tone and his willingness to, he's not afraid to joke about literally anything. And that made for uh, that fitting, uh, a very fitting host <laughs> for this year. But you don't need to, what, what he, I think what his biggest skill is in that, that uh, scenario is he just, he hits the joke and he moves on. He hits the joke and he moves on, hits the bit and moves on. Uh, and mo- so most of the stuff didn't drag the, the tourist bit. Uh, it dragged, but I personally thought it was really funny. And that was kind of, a. Uh, I didn't hate it, on it, that. Like a lot. Of yeah. People it went up and, and down, but Ellen, I saw, you have to do something like that. Right. It, yes, exactly. So if you're going to have to do that bit, then do it in a, in, in, you know, in a pretty funny way. And I thought they hit that. Well, it was smart having Timberlake open it up and just get, uh, get the whole room and the audience, you know, watching at home pumped up and, and just feeling good, I guess. Um, and I, I'm kind of glad we skipped the traditional uh, host getting to the Oscars through Oscar montage sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think we necessarily so eat that every year. You know, it's fine to go back to that well every five years or something, but we have also, five or also six. Also, the thing that I like about Kimmel. I'll do that. Yeah. Thing like about Kimmel, he really hosted the show. I get kind of pet peeved on some of these people that like, and there's some people I really like that do this, but they'll they'll come out, they'll host, you know, they'll do a 20 minute monologue, let's be out there all forever in the first 30 minutes, right? And then you don't see them until they're like, "Thanks for the great show, good night," you know. And then some announcers like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Kate Blanchett," and you know, mm-hmm. and so they don't really host it. It's just like you're basically an opener for the Oscars whatever the award show is. Yeah. I mean, Kimmel was out there every 10 minutes, every yeah, five minutes. He was minutes. actually doing bits like every yeah. time he was called upon. It wasn't just him handing it off to somebody. Yeah. You're right. And it felt like the Kimmel, sh- Kimmel show in that sense. Like uh, that, I thought, I thought on that, there was a lot of people I saw on social media. That's people don't understand. Like that's such a hard gig to navigate as of the Oscars are. A- mm-hmm. And just entire self-seriousness of it as a comedian that's like nearly impossible off so like what you saw tonight was a solid a like it's just not like that's <laughs> that's what it's gonna be if it's good mm-hmm. um so uh just appreciate that did everything hit home run no like yeah i thought he had yeah. some, i thought he had some solid bits i thought uh first of all one of the bits he chose you say if you're gonna have three bits one of them was I'm doing the Matt Damon thing as much as possible. Yes. And we're just going to keep yes. hammering that home because he's been doing that bit for 15 years that I can remember him doing it. And it's mm-hmm. still funny and it never has gotten old in the way they play it off each other. And Damon still kind of acts like he has no idea what they're talking about or like he doesn't it's think it's like true. really wounded by it. Yeah. And he, <laughs> yeah, he, he plays it off so well that uh, it makes it funny every single time, kind of their chemistry between it. It kind of makes them both, better you know at the end of the day so he kind of embraces it but that's a great bit i thought the bit where he tweeted at trump was funny when he just Mm -hmm. said you up that was good (laughs) that's a bit that we have personally just the you up is hilarious in different scenarios just taking it out of context is funny so i'm glad he realized that that was good um the bringing the tourists in i thought was a funny bit but, uh, yeah. Well, it, it was only funny because he made it funny. Just him reacting to the people and kind of interviewing the people. It, with anybody else kind of hosting, like if a Seacrest was hosting that, it wouldn't have been, it would have been super, like somebody who can't comedically react and kind of come up with one-liners on, on the fly like right. he did. 
with all the yeah, different you gotta celebrities. Be quick. The you gotta be quick to make that, that yeah, bit word. Yeah. Be super quick. And he was, you know, the the one thing he said, uh, one couple said, we just got married. And he, he said, oh, I just, I know somebody who just got married by <laughs> Denzel because that was, right. it just happened, you know? So he was very, yeah. very sharp in that bit. And that made it work. You know, it, it, he really did kind of carry that and, and made it not so cringy. It could have been a huge fail, but I thought the idea was funny too, just to have some mm-hmm. random people walk in and be totally shocked. I don't, some people didn't care, act, look like they cared at all. Like well, there's one guy who seriously, his name was like Neil or something like that. And he yeah, just like, walked through, think. didn't give one. He's on a Hollywood tour. So, you know, he yeah, but he's interest. on a Hollywood tour on Oscar night. So like, that's, if you really cared, you're watching the Oscar. Too. So he's yeah. like, well, he's on a Hollywood like, tour. He's going to see, celebrities of some kind and he just walks through the oscars where they're all sitting and just hanging out and doesn't acknowledge any of them that guy's my hero neil we need you to get in touch with the show we're inviting you on the show uh to be a special vip but that was hilarious uh so yeah man you know some of the jokes are hit or miss you know you can't really hit 100 percent of monologue style jokes you know um some people are gonna like them some people aren't but i thought from a generic bit perspective and him kind of reacting to the night as it went on. Like you said, Richard, he had Corolla backstage uh, helping yeah. him come up with bits on the fly. So I thought that was evident. I thought he was really sharp in, uh, in between breaks and things like that. So, you know, like I said, Kimmel gets my vote uh, for from here on out. Brian, any other overarching thoughts on the show? I'm going to read off the list of uh, winners here, but go ahead. No, I thought it was I you can never go wrong with the Matt Damon bit to me. So he had some built in material to work from and that helps a lot too. But the no, one I with we bought a zoo though. That was that, incredible. That the was way it built to that whole night. Did, I did not yeah. see that coming. Yeah. When he had people talk about their heroes oh. and then he just I mean, just the total kill shot. Gosh. He that is that is maybe the most inspired bit of comedy of the current decade. I yeah. love, I love this bit so much and it's, I'm, I'm glad they you know brought it to the forefront. And just the little ones that he would throw out too. I can mean, hit some yeah. big set pieces with Damon, but just little stuff like when the people were coming through, I was like, that's Casey Affleck. Just ignore that jerk behind him. Like just <laughs> yeah. like little stuff like yeah. that. Just, just so fueling great. how much they secretly yeah. hate each other or overtly hate each other. Yeah. It's right. It's so fun. And then when Kimmel, I mean, when uh, Damon tripped him, that one. Oh, point, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. That was good. I it's beautiful. I really yeah. liked uh please welcome Ben Affleck and guest. <laughs> and it was yeah. Damon. Yes. That was great. <laughs> she said guest. Yeah. <laughs> they kept playing him off the off the oh, stage while he's presenting. Brilliant. The mean tweets was great too. And that that gets overdone so much because everybody because it's very successful and so everybody now has tried to copy what Kimmel does, but they they hit that I thought they hit it at the exact right time in the show to where you needed kind of an upper and they, you know, that was a minute and a half, two minutes long at most. And they, they had some really funny bits. The the, <laughs> the tweet about Miles Teller was perfect. And I <laughs> wish that we could claim, uh, claim responsibility for it. Jeff Bridges, when he was reading that tweet, was the most stoned human of all time, which was pretty <laughs> great. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I thought, look, you, you could tell you Robert always, De Niro was like, Robert De Niro was like, what is this Twitter that. thing? Who are these kids? That. You know, he's just you know, total get off my lawn guy. Probably. 12 times in the history of the show, somebody has suggested uh, Robert De Niro as an American treasure. And that right there is why Robert De Niro cannot be an American treasure. He doesn't, he's not funny. He doesn't have a sense of humor about himself. He doesn't get it. Uh, but th- that bit was strong and it, it kind of supported that next, you know, 45 minutes where you're moving through 
more and more stuff. So I, I thought I thought Kimmel was a solid B plus to an A minus, and that is really all you you need. Or from want. that show, I I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, maybe Billy Crystal's first time when he really killed it. Yeah, Have yeah. You ever seen an A plus? No, because it doesn't lend itself to that at all. No. Like you're you're it's it's almost setting you up for failure. So if you yeah. can just get out of that without seeming like uh, obnoxious jerk or untalented jerk or you know whatever that then you're you're ahead of the curve i'm still holding my a plus for martin short whenever he finally when they finally come totally. to their senses and let martin totally. short host yeah so speaking of jeff bridges let's get to these awards yeah. and uh the first one of the night was best supporting actor yes and Boom. He was a nominee for Hell or High Water, Jeff Bridges, along with Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, Michael Shannon for Man of Steel. I'm assuming that's just a <laughs> it's an award that they just delayed. Yeah. They everyone's kind of digested that movie now. So uh Michael yep. Shannon as General Zod. And <laughs> Mahershala Mar- Ali. The corpse of, of General Zod. The corpse, By the way, the Mark, yeah. Michael Shannon has like a 100 or 99% success. Everyone adores every performance he's ever given. He's unbelievably menacing and great. And yeah. he was terrible in Man of Steel. I should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> I will find him. Um, <laughs> and the winner was Mahershala. I, I'm never going to say that right. Ali for Moonlight. And he was the obvious the one we all picked. And, um, one that everyone thought should have won. There's no surprise there. Maybe Dev Patel could have been a sneaky winner there. If I was yeah. going to put money on somebody upsetting Ali, it would have been um, Patel. Yeah, no. Look, I would have. This is the one award of the night. And I think Richard agrees with me. Like, I was ready to go to war. Go if, all if in on it. One, yeah. Yeah. If, if Ali didn't win this award. I'm I'm on the road right now to to Los Angeles to try to start some fight, but uh, that was he's incredible. He's so incredible in Moonlight. In hindsight, that award kind of sets the tone for a lot of what happened over over the night, but we didn't know it at the time. And Jeff Bridges is great. Lucas Hedges, uh, Dev Patel. I didn't see Nocturnal Animals. They're all fantastic. Uh, but dude, Ali, Ali's on another planet from a performance standpoint in that movie to me. So that was that would have that was my number one most deserved and well awarded uh, award of the night. And I can't wait to see him be terrible in a Zack Snyder. <laughs> Gotta start working out though. I mean, he wants to yeah. he wants to make the cut. They <laughs> start cracking down. So it's a good segue because makeup and hairstyling went to Suicide Squad. Yep. And you know, Gosh. this is a this was a down category this year anyway. There were only three Movies nominated. One of them was a foreign film. That was only other thing it was nominated for was best foreign language film. Um, the next one was Star Trek Beyond, which was not not nominated for anything else, and Suicide Squad. So that was the the whole category right there. Um, Got it. There needs to be some sort of like I get that these movies. There's been some mediocre movies to win these before, and I'm fine with mediocre movies winning these technical right. awards. Um, but, I mean, if your movie's abysmal, I don't care how good your makeup is. Yeah. You don't get to win an Oscar. You can't Should have an Oscar. eligible. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, like, perfect example. Star Trek Beyond is a mediocre movie. Mm-hmm. It's fine. That's fine. If it wins makeup, I can get over it. But, gosh, now Suicide Squad forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. It's a, such a piece of garbage. <laughs> and it's 
it's going to have an Academy Award next to it. That's like yeah. uh, Gary Oldman, zero Academy Award. Suicide Squad, Academy Award winner. Right. <laughs> it it totally justifies everything that they did. Yeah. Like we were, yeah. we did it, guys. We're on the right track. Yeah. We we got this. Suck it, the makeup Star guy is the makeup guy is directing the next DC film, so that's exciting. Oh, that's good. That's great. <laughs> well, the I, entire, I think that entire movie is shot inside a hot topic, though, so it'll be pretty cheap on that front, at least. Like I, a uh, yeah, it's a bottle episode. They have to figure out. <laughs> to to their in their defense, it would have been great if they'd shouted out the hot topic after winning Gosh. that. Award. Thank you, too. Hot topic. We couldn't have done. <laughs> we, we could not have done it in, without in your concept Sar- art. The hot topic in Sarasota, Florida, like some <laughs> random. <laughs> Thanks to Joe at Hot Topic in Sarasota. <laughs> it's all you, man. Um, I will say, in Suicide Squad's defense, uh, just to your, to your point, you? to your point, <laughs> extremely marketable. Um, kind of the Harley Quinn, well, the way they did Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, like that was, that was kind of cool in, in, in a kind of iconic way. Because, I mean, they've already based a WWE character like off that character. You know what I mean? Like it's and already the WWE should win the Oscar. But not <laughs> it should. <laughs> but the way they translated that from the comics was cool. But everything else, the Joker looked terrible. The croc looked terrible. Will Smith looked <laughs> bad. Yes. Um, it was stupid yes. that the croc was wearing croc. Like that, Enchantress, although... like Enchantress now has an Oscar, so that's all we need uh-huh. to know. Enchantress, <laughs> the Oscar winner. All right, guys, let's take a break and uh, be right back and talk more Oscars. Boom. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now, and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ziprecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Okay. 
Okay. Costume design. I'm pretty pissed about this one, too. <laughs> Went to Fantastic Beasts, which I never want to hear about ever again. I, I, it has more Oscars than any Harry Potter I movie hate, now, Brian. I hate Fantastic Gosh. Beasts more than I hate Suicide Squad. That's an insane position, but okay. I do. I, I, I never... Oh, that... That one beat uh, Jackie, Allied, La La Land, and Florence Foster, a Jenkins. <laughs> Which, how does that not win costume design? Like, oh. So, oh my goodness. Um, I thought La La Land was going to win costume design. I thought it was um, both classic and modern and iconic all at the same time. So, that didn't happen, but Fantastic Beast was flashy, so give it to them uh documentary was oj made in america we already said that i think that's available on espn app or something like that you can watch that or hulu i think it's on on hulu Hulu now too yeah yeah so that's a seven hour bit we we talked about it briefly i think we did a bonus talk about it or something at some point this year we talked briefly about oj and uh the other oj series that came out the uh cuba gooding jr one so Mm -hmm. go back and listen to that and Watch OJ Made in America. It's it's worth your seven hours, I promise you. Sound editing and sound mixing. Sound editing went to Arrival, and sound mixing went to Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge was up for both awards, and you got to figure it would have been, as was mm-hmm. Arrival, as was La La Land, and the uh, interchangeable It was one. the best sound in a Mel Gibson joint since those leaked voicemails a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, what sound? What sound are you talking about? I'll put you in the jacuzzi and then burn the house down. He'd put you in a rose Maybe garden. Maybe want to smoke. There, smoke one is the best. As far as the difference between the two, I'm not going to go into great detail because while people want me to go into great detail, some people do. Me. Most people don't. Most people don't want to hear an hour of me explaining this. So what I'll say is... We got like 10 different tweets. As I was tweeting that you would get to explain this on the show again, as you always do, we got like 10 different tweets saying, I can't wait for Kent to explain it again oh on the show. So, I this love is, it so much. This is how much. I can explain my favorite it. Bit. As, as, simply, as simply as I can. Sound editing is what you hear. Sound mixing is how you hear it. So there you go. And look into that all you want. But sound <laughs> editing determines what you're hearing. Like, the actual sound, the mixing is how you hear the sound. That makes sense. Sure. Uh, where in the theater, where in your perspective, where it should uh, live in as far as uh, compared to the score and other things, that's where that happens. So I thought Hacksaw Ridge was going to win uh, sound editing. I think I had that for, and I think I had sound mixing for Arrival. So I think I had them switched. But hey, those are interchangeable. They're up for both awards. And uh, so cool. Um, supporting actress Viola Davis for Fences. Yes, she's the best actress right now in Hollywood. Like n- everything she kind of touches turns to gold. She's the new Meryl Streep. She's great. That's a leading role. Yes, it is. It is. But they they ran her for supporting, and they probably were right to do so. We uh, and that's it's just as far as like best chance to win the award. Sure. So oh, yeah. she, uh, yeah, uh, she's, she's fantastic. If, if Carrie Russell doesn't want to be queen of us all, then I, I volunteer Viola Davis as a second. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> Absolutely. 
And the other nominees were Michelle Williams, Octavia Spencer, Nicole Kidman, and Naomi Harris. And why, why was this a this why was this a Nicole Kidman night? Like why why did we feel like Nicole Kidman had to be center stage in the entire ceremony, and we had to focus yeah. all our attention on Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban? Like she's great. Like had a had a good run. Yeah, we know you know you're up for an Oscar, but you're not going to win. And we we we're kind of over he, you. You know, like are, were they the most too, famous like, couple in the in the room like it's it's as if the grammys happen and they're like guys maya's here maya remember maya <laughs> yeah we remember her she had a good run a lot of hits you know good times but we don't need to put her front and center at the grammys and then cut to her every time something happens and uh, i love nicole kidman and yeah. she, she's great line and but you're totally right but the thing that is like she is hey, the zeitgeist hey, at keith, all right now though hey I mean, keith get your hair uh, cut man yeah, cut your hair, Keith. It's not 2002 anymore. We don't need bro. blonde streaks. <laughs> yeah, and a weird stringy mullet. It's like he needs to get. He's hit. just he's like low key, just living that Guy Fieri life. But we all pretend <laughs> like he's a heartthrob. <laughs> yeah, but he's weird. He's married to get to Cole Kidman, and that it's he gets a pass. And his jalapeno he's, poppers are subpar. Come at you know, from beating me to that joke, <laughs> jerk. Yeah, he does not have a. Mediocre <laughs> chain of burger restaurants that he can fall back on. Uh oh, Richard's gonna fight you. Oh, he yeah. loves guys. You burger. need to have a guy burger on a on a cruise ship. I'm not. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing Guy Fieri that I'm putting anywhere near my mouth. So I'll I'm sorry. That. I'll change that. You love guy. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, you guy <laughs> towels for your kitchen, and you're gonna have all guy everything in your kitchen. And it's going to be awesome. Go on to my Instagram at Richard Barden. You can see a picture of me wearing a t-shirt that just has Guy Fieri's face on it. And I wore it to Star Wars <laughs> with did. you guys. And you were mortified. You're like best Wookiee ever. <laughs> Guy. Um, so awesome. the salesman from Iran won best foreign language film. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the director didn't come out of, he couldn't come because of the, yeah, he wasn't Muslim allowed like, to literally yeah. wasn't allowed to come because of Trump. Yeah. So that's good. What you awful. Want, yeah. That's really what you want. Come right now we should be legally clear because that hasn't been cleared in the court yet i don't think it, i don't i think he could come he decided not to come because he oh i heard about it before that he there was a debate whether he was going to be allowed to they were going to allow him in before before he, he officially he wasn't did. allowed to or yeah. before he decided not to yeah. i think that it, I, was, it wasn't just something that that he decided to tell tonight like this had been a debate before sure. the oscar whether he was sure. going to be able to come and accept the award if he won so that's uh I've heard that's that not what you want. I haven't I I haven't seen it. I I I don't frequent uh Ronnie's I believe it's uh an I believe it's an Amazon production. So Oh really? So cool. maybe check I'd it like out on Amazon. Animated short went to Piper, which I believe I've seen. Wasn't that ahead of something we saw? Yeah, it was ahead Sophia? of Finding Dory. Finding yeah. Dory, that's right. Yeah, that was great. That was really good. And glad it glad to see it get recognized there and animated feature went to zootopia yeah it's interchangeable with kind of all these kubo is very good as well as well as moana and the red turtle and my life zucchini are great for their the way that they were animated totally a different style than the others but uh, you know animation is very diverse and it's good to see different types of animation being recognized but zootopia Definitely not the kids' favorite. I don't think you know. I think uh, their 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 money is probably in Moana. Disney's 
betting on it, but Zootopia mm-hmm. probably pleased a wider audience and definitely the critics more. And from yeah. an animation perspective, it was extremely impressive, the world that they built. I thought Moana was a superior movie as far as story and animation. Like, I thought the animation mm-hmm. of Moana was incredible. And yeah. I liked Zootopia, but I wasn't completely floored, blown away by its animation. I mean, go back and listen to our review. Maybe I was a little bit more at the time, but hasn't stuck with me near as much as a Moana has um, from uh, just a filmmaking standpoint. But Zootopia means more culturally. And right. uh, like I said, it, it's more for adults. I think critics would like it more than Moana. So there's not it's not song and dance like Moana is a traditional Disney fair. But um, good to see it win. I, I, I'm interchangeable with either Moana or Zootopia for that award. So Zootopia it is fine. Yeah, I think Moana is by far the superior film, but I, I also Dory, not nominated. Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia was going to win the whole time because I just it, you know, yeah, which is fine. Zootopia is really good. I like Zootopia a lot. I just think I personally think Moana was uh, significantly better. That's cool. Um, production design. Passengers was nominated, guys. We're we're nominating. <laughs> that's that's comes yeah. down to that, you know. And that, freaking that, fantastic that applies piece. to Richard's I mean, uh, to Richard's Suicide Squad band, I think too. Like you can't, you should not be up for an award, even in the technical award category or makeup or whatever, for a bad movie. And that's a yeah. bad movie. Arrival was nominated as well as Hail Caesar. What up? And Lala Land won. And how pissed is Hail Caesar? Because they were kind of going for that same old school Hollywood <laughs> feel. Yeah, and totally got trumped by Lala Land in the production design department on almost doing the same kind of backlot theme type of stuff. So of course we're set in different time periods, but Lala Land um deserved that. I was thought maybe Arrival would have won that. If you were asking me day of, maybe I thought Arrival could have snuck in a production design award. Sure. Yeah. Visual effects went to the jungle book. I think that's who I voted for in our pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, that should have been a that should have been a given. A close mm-hmm. second for me was Doctor Strange. I love the visual effects of Doctor Strange, maybe more than any Marvel movie I've ever seen. So that's mm-hmm. saying something. Uh, Rogue One was nominated, as well as Kubo and Deepwater Horizon. So Deepwater Horizon, a big player, these Oscars in the technical categories with sound mixing and uh, I think sound editing, as well as the uh visual effects categories which it was mm-hmm. superb in all of those so good for peter berg doing the right thing from that perspective so jungle book set set the precedent in visual effects and yeah. definitely deserved the oscar and we're going to see that technology that they kind of i guess they explored it a little bit or explained it a little bit with the leslie mann talking about the arts and sciences awards and uh we're going to see that style of animation and visual effects come to fruition in the next couple of years. So this is an Oscar that we're going to kind of see its effect. You know, we're going to say, Oh, the jungle book was the first of these types of movies that uh, this technology really was perfected. Uh, So that's Mm -hmm. cool to see that. And I can't say that much about anything I saw on rogue one. You know what I mean? So, Oh yeah, for sure. It's very different. So film editing. I don't know why this is aired. By the way, I have the list of, categories that we need to not air guys that no one will care if we don't air these okay uh first of all the student oscars we don't need to do that anymore where they have the president of the academy and come give the little speech we can cut that okay cut that we can cut animated short 
We don't need that. I'm sorry to say, but we don't need foreign language film to be uh, televised. We don't need sound mixing or sound editing. As much as I like talking about them, we don't need them. <laughs> uh, we don't need makeup and hairstyling uh, televised. We, we The Grammys doesn't even televise Best Rock Album. Like, that's what I'm talking about. There's things that you can cut for the sake of time. It's not going to take anything away from the actual award. You know, it doesn't change the fact that somebody won the award. Film editing, does any is anyone care besides us who won film editing and cares to hear the speech and see the nominees and all that? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just think they could tailor this down to the acting awards, the directing awards, the screenplay awards, and best picture. And that really, it's really, it's really it. And, and, the songs, too. The songs. So film editing, Hacksaw Ridge, fine. Sure. It's great. Very well edited. I thought La La Land might win this category for how it jumps between settings so swiftly, how it uh, used the steady cam and the old school techniques so swiftly, and the kind of inventiveness of... uh the cuts not necessarily coming from the camera itself. So I appreciated that, but Hacksaw Ridge, fine. Sure. Sure. Not much I can say more about editing as an editor. They're all fine. If you're nominated for an Oscar, it's well edited. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> so just honestly pick a name out of a hat, in my opinion. Um, documentary short subject was the white helmets. Again, something we don't need to see televised. Live what? Action. I saw that like 30 times. Was, <laughs> that made my night. Live action short film as well. We don't, we don't need, I mean, it's okay, in my opinion, to, for them to say who won and, you know, they can clap. But do they need to do the speech and the whole thing? I don't, that, that's five minutes that we can lose. I'm, I'm sorry to be, you know, the pessimist here and all that, but trying to help you guys. Our live action short film was Sing. Best Cinematography. Went to La La Land. Could have gone to Arrival, in my opinion, too. But sure. it, uh, went to La La Land, and the other three were Moonlight, Lion, and Silence. And I think Moonlight was very well shot, too. Mm-hmm. So I would have put that a, a third. I haven't seen Silence yet, so I can't account for that. But any thoughts on cinematography? You're okay with Mo- La La Land winning that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's was, I think, one of the real of highlights of a feast for it. the eyes, right? Yeah. All the color absolutely. and... Sure. And, and uh, yeah, especially since it didn't win some of the writing awards, I think, then you have to reward it because it is such a great film. It's one or the other. You know, it's either a spectacle or a, yeah. a great screenplay. And so mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they picked one. That's which I'm fine with. So original score went to La La Land as well. No surprise there. Yeah, Campbell- yeah that was kind of a given. If that one would have gone poorly, then you really start to think, oh, no, something's something's going down later tonight. Yeah. I can't believe Thomas Newman didn't win for Passengers. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm almost going to boycott the Oscars because of that one. <laughs> if anybody else had won original score, what would have happened? I mean, that's the one award that La La Land has to win. Like, it, there's yeah. no competition for the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It also won Best Original Song, City of Stars. Uh, a lot of my friends and people thought Audition was the superior song, but I think City of Stars is the more. It's the theme of the movie. Yeah, it represents the movie right. perfectly. Yeah, and they, yeah. you know, they they come back to the, uh, I guess, the reprise of City of Stars more than one time. So it does mm-hmm. kind of come beginning, middle, and end, and everything. 
Yeah. So no, I don't know. After seeing Sting perform, I kind of wish it would have <laughs> gone that direction. Uh, no, uh, not so much. I'm just glad he only did one verse. I was just waiting for that second verse to come Gosh. in, and, and it didn't. I was like, yes. Love, Such love the police. Way. Love the police. I would, out an, I would have sent out an SOS if he had yeah. done a second verse. <laughs> I love the police. I hate Sting. Hey-o. <laughs> it's the same. It's the it's the Paul Simon thing. I, I can't stand yeah. Paul Simon, but I love Simon and Garfunkel. I love the police. <laughs> can't stand Sting. It's a very weird. Don't and ask inverted, me why. Yeah. You love, you love uh, Ringo's so, in the star band, but you hate the Beatles. Yeah. I, mean, I love Wings. Hate the Beatles. It's very strange. <laughs> Kind of thing. I got my mindset on you. Love George Harrison. Really can't stand the Beatles as a whole, but I love them individually. It's very actually the opposite. I'm the biggest Beatles fan of all time, and I don't want people thinking otherwise. Um, original song though, "How Far I'll Go" was great from Moana. Yeah, as definitely. well as "Can't Stop the Feeling," like we said from Justin Timberlake, was strong. That girl was so. great performing it live too. That, that was, was kind incredible. Of performance. Yeah. Oh, she was. You could 100%. tell at the end of that she knew she nailed it too. And oh, yeah, and at the same time had that moment of like, oh crap, I'm 16 and yeah. I'm on the stage right now. Like yeah. that was incredible. That was incredible. That was one of the highlights of the night. I thought 100. percent Yeah, she was great. And where do we stand on whether the song should be performed still? Because they seem to switch it up every year. In, in a year like this, when the your your uh, movie with the most nominations is so focused on the music you kind of have to perform them in some way or and you and at that you have to let the other movies perform their songs you can't just all right we're gonna hear la la land songs and nobody else you know uh that Mm -hmm. you kind of have to have all or nothing so where did you guys fall on that on the the having to bear all the other performances I'm pretty much always in favor of just pl- just have them do the songs. It's fine. Yeah. If you want to cut them down to one verse or, yeah, you know, 90 same. seconds or something, that's fine. This was a special year because there were four really good songs and a Sting song. So that, you know, that kind of makes sense. Um, if you have a rough year where there just aren't a lot, then maybe you change it up. But in general, I think it adds something to the show and uh, and keeps you from, you know, Kimmel was great, but it keeps you from having to have another four or five opportunities for somebody to butcher a bad Bruce Valanche joke, you know? So I, I think it's, I think it's a reasonable what? thing. <laughs> bad Bruce Valanche joke. I've never heard that in the same sentence in my <laughs> Sorry, life. That, that was redundant. My bad. <laughs> you know, all right. Original screenplay went to Manchester by the sea. Yeah. And I kind of thought uh, that hell or high water might win this one. For some reason, I don't know. Yeah, I was pulling. I was pulling for Hell or High Water. There, I think that script is so tight. That's an incredible script. But I expected La La Land. I didn't. I didn't think Manchester by the Sea had a chance at, at many awards tonight. So that was that was a bit of a surprise for me. I and my, I really thought that La La Land script was its weakest point. Or it's mm-hmm. a weak like of all the categories that I thought it would win. I did not think it would win screenplay. I don't know. I didn't think it was the strength. Like Richard said, I didn't. I thought it was more spectacle and Marvel than it was a serious dialogue driven drama. You know, um, that's, I, that's just how I felt. And I felt like Manchester by the sea and Hiller high water were dialogue driven dramas to the, um, in, in the, the best way possible. So Manchester by the sea, hundred percent deserved and deserved the award. The lobster also nominated in that category. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of its recognition for original screenplay. And it was original, I will say. It was very original. <laughs> yeah, say that again. Yeah. So on the adapted side of things, 
Moonlight won. And that's no surprise. I thought maybe Arrival could have won adapted screenplay. But it was Moonlight. That was a strong category this year. With Hidden Figures, Fences, and Lion also in that category. Moonlight, that that kind of, like I mentioned earlier, when when it won screen, screenplay, I thought it was going to win uh, Best Picture. And when La La Land didn't win original, that's when I kind of knew it wasn't going to win. So I, I honestly thought that Manchester by the Sea could sneak a Best Picture win out of this. And that would have kind of set the uh, the Twitter ablaze in a totally different way. But mm-hmm. because it was, I guess, the, the most depressing thing of all time is what we're going to award, you know, a reward. <laughs> you know, like we all we want to feel like this more or, you know, uh, that that's kind of how I would have felt it would have gone. But uh, directing. Damien Chazelle. I've heard of the him. winner. I've heard of him. <laughs> he was right he was, future ahead of him. That he, that whippersnapper there. Yeah. He was nominated with Denny Villeneuve from Arrival, uh, Mel Gibson, Kenneth Lonergan, and Barry Jenkins Moonlight. And Chazelle is he's a. I think the cinematographer said thanked him and he was like there's really no other way i could say that you're a genius uh you know i don't think anyone can deny that this was his year directing wise and uh he deserved everything he got for la la land i think they said when he accepted the award that he's the youngest director ever to win best director which is awesome and great for millennials you know (laughs) (laughs) we need more people like young people showing that they can do things and not showing that we're completely inept and uh, elect weird orange people to be our president and things like that. So that's, that's that. But Chazelle is, is a genius. And I mean, he's going to be among the best directors in Hollywood for years to come. So keep your Mm -hmm. eyes peeled for that. He's working with Gosling. Now he said on the Neil Armstrong movie, and he said, he's going to work with Emma again and great things to come. I'm sure from Chazelle. So, for sure. Look out for yeah. that. So kind of pencil him in anytime he's got a movie coming out for some kind of Oscar. Not to say every movie he's going to do is going to be big, but they're going to be at least be buzzed about because of how great a director he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see what kind of direction he goes. But yeah. Denny was super strong for Arrival. Barry Jenkins was directed the heck out of Moonlight. I mean, this was a very stacked year for director. Oh, absolutely. Jenkins is great too, and he's not he's not quite 40, so it's a strong year for for not necessarily new because we've known about these guys for a long time, but for them to kind of get their moment in the spotlight uh, for a lot of people because not a lot of people saw Whiplash. Whiplash was an introduction for obviously to pretty much all of us for Damien Chazelle, but uh, we saw that you know most of the people that were at my Oscar party this year have not seen it, so it's like uh, this is kind of a, a new a new look for them or getting to see him for the first time. And I think yep. Barry Jenkins is in the same boat and that's good. We want, we want that. I want to see what those guys can do next and, and uh, you know, how they represent us and, and whatnot. I, I love it. It's great. It's great to see that happening. I remember hearing an interview with JK Simmons during the press tour for whiplash. And he was talking about what drew him to the project and everything. And he was like, this Chazelle guy, he's like i'm telling you i'm telling you right now this guy is the real deal you know Mm -hmm. uh he's like i've worked with a lot of directors and this guy is the absolute real deal and i mean he got a he got a an oscar out of it you know jk simmons did so if you're an actor i'd be 
knocking down Chazelle's door to get in some of his movies because he can direct the heck out of some actors. You know, if you mm-hmm. have any talent at all, you're going to get a best picture or I mean a best actor or actress nomination out of something he does. So um, awesome. And he writes his own stuff too, which is cool. He's incredible. Uh, I listened to a podcast with him this last week, uh, just talking about the process, you know, his arrival on the scene and uh, what he went through to get La La Land made and, you know, the the stuff that happened with Whiplash to get that done. And it was, it was very interesting. He's got, he's got a lot to, he's got a lot to say and he's very open about um, his path to, to get there so far. Um, but it was, it was really good to, to hear it, it was, it's, uh, awards chatter, Scott Feinberg, the THR mm-hmm. podcast is really good. It's, it's worth listening to if you're, you know, if you want to know more kind of about his story and, and hear him, uh, go into that. Um, it was a struggle and it's, it's so funny to me. Wait, this happens we hear it all the time. Yeah, I know it's weird. We're, we, we only, we only tell Richard that, that we are the only one. And then, uh, Tony Kornheiser. Those no, are other, podcasts other podcasts have like Damien Chazelle on them. And our podcast is just us talking. And we so, just talk to each other. I don't yeah. know why anyone would choose our podcast over literally any <laughs> other podcast, but the fact that they do is the reason we're here at past midnight on a school night. So whatever. How many other podcasts have made 7,000 jokes about uh, the cup? I'm spectacular right. right now. I'm going to guess zero. So <laughs> I guess zero. We're, we're, we're killing go-to. them in that department. Yeah. Right. Hey, you show me a Chazelle, I'll raise you a Shane Byerly. Deal with it. <laughs> So let's True. get into the big awards here. There's only a few left here. Best actor in a leading role went to Casey Affleck. Yeah. We all thought uh, that was going to happen, but there was a big uh, kind of a angry mob that was <laughs> angry about A, Gosling, and B, Denzel not winning. So there were were definitely split on this one as far as who people wanted to win or see win this. Last year, it was all Leo. Like, if Leo didn't win, pretty much everyone was going to riot last year. Mm. And uh, this year, there was like four people that, uh, if they didn't win, that uh, we're going to have to talk later and, you know, set a date. But this one... This one was Casey Affleck all the way, in my opinion. I I didn't think anyone else was going to win, even though I thought Gosling was superb. I really wanted Andrew Garfield to win because of how blown away I was by him in that. I didn't expect to like him at all in that movie. To me, he was the movie. So I, you know. I think people were surprised too because Denzel won the SAG, and that's the first time I think in like 15 years that the same yeah. winner of the SAG didn't win the Oscar. And so I think that was because that that really mm-hmm. swung. Because Casey was winning the early awards, and then when Denzel mm-hmm. won the SAG award, it really shifted the momentum. So I think people thought uh, Denzel would win, but it, it didn't turn out that way. But that's a great performance. I mean, I know there's weird personal stuff going on with with Casey Affleck, which was the reason he lost some momentum. But uh, but all that outside, you know, just judging the art by the art, that's a. I mean, that's a that's a worthy mm-hmm. performance. So it, mm-hmm. it ends up okay. Yeah, I think Denzel's great. I look, we should always give Denzel Washington more awards. We. Richard wrote in the, the, the blog post we had this week, uh, Richard, you said, you know, we, we kind of, we basically, we tend to underrate him or undervalue what he does because he's always so good. And that's, that's totally true. I thought he was very good in fences. Personally, I thought Casey Affleck uh, had one of the two or three best performances I saw this year in any category and was completely blown away by what he, what he did on screen. So I was happy to see that win. I definitely, I thought Denzel w- was going to win. You, you, Cause you're right, Richard. I think it's like, 
I think it was 13 years in a row that the SAG winner had won Best mm-hmm. Actor at the Oscars. So that's a pretty decent history. Uh, it's always a surprise to see that happen. It, that's interesting. I would have thought, I would have guessed that Denzel definitely would have won the SAG because, like Casey Affleck said, among actors, there's not a more respected actor than Denzel. Right, but you know? keep this in mind, Kent, that the Academy is like 70% actors. Oh, I so agree. Like the right. SAG Awards but you have to you have to think about the other side of it, too, that there are people that aren't necessarily all actors voting on it. No, I know. That's, but that's, if he wins in the 70% crowd, just the math, a lot of times people think that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just the if it's just the biggest part of that right. academy. So it, it normally is more predictive is all is all I'm saying. Right. Reading some of those really honest Oscar ballot things from uh, Hollywood Reporter this week, it it became pretty clear to me that the you know, producers and directors and whatnot, the non actors weren't so in on Denzel because yeah. it because it was based because it's a play, because he's doing a play on screen and they his performance is definitely way more uh, stage driven than Viola Davis's is. And so I like whatever percentage he got of the acting vote, I think he got 2% of everybody yeah. else. You I know? think you're right. So I think I that's think what totally swayed right. it. You're probably right. So we go to Best Actress now. And it was Emma Stone for La La Land. Is that 100% or is another envelope or something? <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. we're not not quite sure yet. She but sure. was she won. She actually won for Aloha. So <laughs> first Asian American yeah. ever to win Best Actress. So congratulations to her. No, uh, she was great in La La Land, and I thought she had wrapped it up like great five effort. times in the movie. You know, there's five scenes. I was like, okay, she got the act. She's got the Oscar. You know, mm-hmm. and that was before the audition scene and the final audition song that she does. And then I was like weeping during that. So. I mean, I I can't really say many other performances made me weep this year. And sure. Casey Affleck was one of them, and Emma Stone was the other. So mm-hmm. that's and the other movie was Moonlight. So uh, that that's yeah, really yeah. that's that's kind of what represented the winners this year. So we, we all just wanted to weep. That's that's what that's <laughs> what it comes down to. You, I, okay. I we saw Ghostbusters together, and you were yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I you was, were weeping pretty hard. I was weeping during Florence Foster Jenkins, but for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, poor Hugh Grant. Yeah. Hugh Grant deserves better. <laughs> uh, he does. He does. He deserves way better. Uh, that clip they showed of Meryl Streep. Oh my gosh! It's the most <laughs> annoying thing of all time. Like is that's yeah. what they use at Guantanamo, isn't it? Like they just play that on a loop. <laughs> oh jeez. Like I'm glad. I think Kimmel kind of did it best. When he had her like stand up, it's like, let's just all just applaud her now because can we just get this over with? We know you're great. You're 20 Oscar nominations, whatever, you know, everyone just give her a round of applause just for being her, you know, that's yeah. all, that's all we really do. And I think, oh, he, really? I think he said something like she wasn't even in a movie this year. They just penciled her right out of habit. That's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good too. Um, so Emma Stone won. Anybody have an issue with that at all? No. None? No, if if Amy First Adams super bad cast member, Amy Adams would have been nominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Amy Adams would have been nominated, then that would have been if that would have been my one two Emma Stone, Amy Adams. So I have no problem with her beating the rest of this field. Uh, I thought she was great. I I thought her speech was great too. Um, and she's she's, she's a lovely. Light. Yeah, she's a delight. And the other award was Best Picture, which we've already talked about at length. Um, oh, I just saw. 
Emma Hold Stone on, said, saw a tweet. "It's actually Lion. Lion won best." Oh, picture. sorry. Wow, <laughs> that is weird. Then um, <laughs> took a while to sort out. As we are oh, on no, here, Brian coming through here on Rooters. Oh, it's no. Man of Steel. Oh, okay, <laughs> full circle. Finally, Lion. now you see me too. Actually, <laughs> it was the eye all along. It was. Oh, yeah. Wait, what, your uncle was playing both. The okay. eye was behind <laughs> it. Yes, yeah. yeah, they just got it. The Academy just got it. And then frantically resubmitted their vote so they realized that Woody was both characters. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I saw Emma Stone. This is actually still breaking, all this fallout from this stuff. Yeah, sorry if I, our perspective isn't great. Yeah, yeah, it's still happening. Emma Stone just said as, as, at the poster, at the post-Oscars press conference that she was actually holding the envelope that had her name on it. So she doesn't know yeah, how yeah. there was a second envelope. So I can I can shed a tiny bit of light on that. And this is super third hand because I was kind of skimming the article as we were talking. So there are always two. They have like an envelope and a backup envelope. For oh, every, my God. Oh, my God. So you are somebody. Somebody had written this article. Backup envelope. It. So what it, somebody wrote this article earlier this year to kind of like. And it was like a side note, essentially, like explaining kind of how this whole process works. And it's from the BBC. I'll, I'll tweet it out later. So after I get a chance to like actually read it. So you can see uh, when when Beatty and Dunway are up there, somebody you know did a screenshot of it and focused in and he is holding a best a uh, best actress uh, envelope. So that like he had a second envelope and I guess they just have a backup for everyone in case something you know something one of the one gets, gets lost or what? gets lost or it's something like dumbest. that it's insane it's it's insane so oh um so that's why that's how she ended up with the uh, with her envelope and how he ended up with somebody just handed him the wrong envelope is what it comes down to oh and there gosh. are there are two of them so when i get a chance to actually read the article instead of just skimming it while we're talking i'll, I'll put it out there but so that's that kind of sheds a little bit of light on what on what happened um in spite of the, you know, the insanity. Gosh, I cannot fathom the stupidity that must occur for that stuff to go down, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I'm floored that that could happen. And it it, it was good because it was the first best actress that Warren Beatty hasn't had sex with. So it's good <laughs> that he was still involved some other way. Sorry, kids. Sorry, at home. Um, so on the final tally, we have Manchester by the Sea, two Oscars. Hacksaw Ridge, two Oscars. Moonlight, three Oscars, and La La Land, six Oscars. So La La Land won. Suicide Squad won. Suicide Squad won. La La Land won six of 14. Not a great run for them. Not. Yeah, it's kind of a weird night. Yeah. Personally, I'll say this. I kind of, I tend to like this sort of show better because it, you know, it leaves you with a little bit, there's some suspense to it. And I kind of like spreading love. Like, I, I enjoy a, an Oscars celebration where communists five to eight movies get real looks at what's happening, you know, at some of the action and you get to praise those movies. And instead of just like a full on, okay, we're going to hear, Avatar, <laughs> we're going to hear city of stars for the 14th time tonight. Yay. Okay. It just gets old by the time you get to it. Uh, you know, even if some of these choices would not have been my personal choices, I, you know, I enjoy seeing several movies win two to three awards instead of, two movies winning nine awards, you know? Hey, I watched the first half or so, first three quarters at an Oscar party tonight, and um, um, and I looked up at one point, I was talking during the commercials, and I looked up and saw a, a Navi yelling at me, 
Yeah. Oh, that looks was that terrible. a was there an Avatar trailer? I meant to ask you guys. No, that. it's Avatar no, Land. Disney World. So, uh, you, okay. you've booked your tickets already, Brian? Are you going to grand <laughs> opening or? I'm going to wait till the crowds die down a little bit. So I'll, I'll get there. Oh, so it'll be there the second day or? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, actually, uh, I, I, I'm just surprised that they. Guys, 2017 Oscars were revealing <laughs> Pandora. Like anyone really cared. Uh, that's what's funny. So last year was Spotlight. This year was Moonlight. And uh, what's next? What's going to be next year? What kind of light? <laughs> Blue. Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, Nightlight. We should just write a movie really quickly called Nightlight and write it. Yeah. We'll do it. It'll be a musical, but starring only black people. <laughs> but they do some hardcore investigative journalism as well. Right. It combines everything. Bring it all together. Yep. And I'll take this opportunity to say that while controversial, and oftentimes it is, no one, not one person can argue against the fact that The Artist was the best silent film of 2011. <laughs> no one can argue that. No one could come in here and ever say that it was not the best silent film of 2011. Yeah. No one. We, so, we dare you. We let, dare yeah, you. Try to argue it. Yeah. See what <laughs> happens. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, this Bits has been fun. good. This has been fun. Um, I'm delirious. I'm still kind yeah. of reeling about what happened. But um, what a year for movies. This really officially puts the cap on it. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw Summit Entertainment had La La Land, so no one ever thought that would be possible. Um, that's oh, the that's only reason didn't they win. didn't win. That's why I didn't win Best <laughs> no, Picture. There you go. That's why. Uh, A24, I mean, holy crap, what uh, oh, Annapurna and Megan Ellison have done with A24 is incredible. incredible, and just go see the movies that A24 has put out in the past sure. five years, and uh, that's the production company I want to get behind if I'm making a movie. So, yeah. um, wow, and well-deserved for Moonlight, well-deserved for La La Land, well-deserved for Hacksaw Ridge and the other movies that showed up big. And always good to see good people get recognized. I don't think there was any one that won this year that didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes there's people that win, like, man, that's that's a mistake. I don't think there was any mistakes this year. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I, I hate when people use the word snub unless... Yeah. You, if you're saying snub, you have to you have to say this person should have won over this person, and here's why. And you have to be able to make a clear case for that. There's plenty of these that I would say I would have voted for somewhere else, but uh, Marshall Ali was the only one that I'm I'm going to war for if he if he loses out. Yeah, know? maybe if, Viola. Yeah, followed Viola. by Viola. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. want Suicide Squad to have any Oscars, but that's the only like major. Yeah, uh, it's not like Suicide Squad beat uh, you know the makeup from. Uh, alien or something <laughs> right right <laughs> exactly <laughs> well this has been great this has been fun but where can we find you online brian you can find me on the twitter at bgill 12 you can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the mad about movies podcast newsletter a new issue of that will be out next week richard can we find you you can find me on twitter instagram snapchat at richard barden kent where can i find you you can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison, kentgarrison.com. Find us on iTunes. Hit subscribe on Mad About Movies. Leave us five stars if you like what you hear. Help spread the word. Definitely send us your thoughts on this year's Oscars. 
whether you agree or disagree with the winners or whether you agree or disagree with our thoughts. And send those right to us at MAM underscore podcast on Twitter or on our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Another episode coming out later this week. So be on the lookout for that. And next week, I think we're talking about Logan, the new X-Men movie. So be on the lookout for that as well. And until then, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. Salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.